Xin chào. Chúng bệ số. Mình gọi là bà. Ni hào. Selamat siang. Sabai đi tuần sau. Assalamualaikum. Suwadi. Selamat pagi. Magandang umaga. Welcome to the Lotus Talks. Hi, let me introduce myself. I'm Granger Whitelaw, CEO of the Vietnam Group, and I host the Lotus Talks. Along with my co-podcaster Cameron Lynch and various members of our team from time to time. The Lowe's Talks is a show where we talk about the people and the companies that are making a difference in Vietnam and Southeast Asia. Or doing good while doing well, as I like to say. It's the golden age here, and there are many exciting things happening. I hope to bring as much to you as possible. So get your coffee, sit back, and relax. And let's go! Good morning, Monday morning, here in Ho Chi Minh City. Another awesome day to be in one of the most fabulous cities in the world. I wonder what this week will bring. Uh, I hope you have your coffee. I don't know what kind of coffee you drink. I prefer a latte. We don't really talk about that much. Um, I like my latte. I like vanilla latte, actually. And there's a lot of good coffee around here. I... I would tell you, I think the best latte I've had so far, vanilla latte, is from PJ's Coffee. It is really awesome. The guys at PJ's, oof, they make great coffee. Um, I mean, Shalom makes good coffee. You know, there's just a lot of coffee out here. So whatever it is you may be having this morning to start your day off after a crazy weekend, I hope it is uh, going to set you up for a <laughs> energetic day of success. This week, uh, I want to talk about the construction industry in Vietnam as our Monday morning thought and how that affects your planning as a business or a business owner, entrepreneur. You know, there's so many um, choices right now on where to live, where to get an office. Um, there's so much growth happening. You can be in D1 if you need to, right downtown, District 2, where uh, they have villas and other now buildings going up. You can be out in District 9, where the high-tech center is. You can be out in District 11, uh, District 4, District 3, District 7 by the university, uh, RMIT. A little more space out there. And the price per square foot fluctuates quite a bit, depending on where you are in Ho Chi Minh. And Friday, we're going to have a special guest. Um, Uli from Rincon will be joining us, who is an expert in construction and real estate. So that'll be fun. Um, we'll talk with him. So let's talk about the growth of construction in Vietnam. Uh, I'm, I'm not a real estate guy personally. I really have never gotten into the real estate business, per se. Uh, my family has in big ways, but I, I never have. and. Um, and you can here in Vietnam as an expat, to a degree, you can get these leases, uh, long-term leases. Uh, to own real estate, really you need to be Vietnamese, um, but even own ownership in Vietnam as a Vietnamese is difficult because I believe the land is all owned by the government regardless. It's very interesting, very complex. Vietnam, uh, the construction industry continues to grow since 2012 production value grew 9.2% through 2018, increasing from 53 billion US dollars in 2017 to 57.5 billion in 2018. 
the annual growth rates between 2012 and 2017 have been between 6 and 11%, give or take a couple uh, decimals there. The real estate inventory totaled 22.8 trillion dong, which is about uh, 980 plus billion US dollars as of December of 2018, so just nine months ago. And residential construction is the largest market in the Vietnamese construction industry. About 45% of the construction is residential. And you can see that by driving around anywhere from Hanoi through Da Nang, Nha Trang, down to Mui Ne, into Ho Chi Minh, and even the outskirts. There are a lot of homes. There are a lot of skyscrapers, apartment building skyscrapers being built um, to house the workers coming into the city, to uh, house them for the technology boom. And if you get to know the Vietnamese people at all, you find that it is really one of their first investments. Uh, young people uh, just getting married, starting out, will buy a home. That's their first investment. And they will buy them in one of these new um, buildings built by Rincon or Kodakon or uh, Novaland or any of the uh, big companies. We'll talk about a little bit more about that later. But they'll invest in them. And, you know, in two or three years, they'll flip them. In the meantime, they'll rent them out, unless they're living in there. Um, the rental market's pretty strong here. There's so much growth, but there's always people looking for you know, a new place to live. And everybody wants the newest, right? The newest building, uh, the, the one that has the best views of the river, or uh, the tallest windows, or a washer and dryer, like Vin Homes. Like Vin Homes, Landmark 81, that, that's a massive complex. I think there's... 18,000 apartments in there or something. It's massive. These are cities uh, within a city, really, right? Where you have your own grocery stores and your restaurants and movie theater and shopping center and, and uh, a hospital even, Vinmec Hospital, right there in the center of uh, Vin Homes, the Landmark 81 um, development. Just, it's massive. It's incredible to see. Um, infrastructure construction is really number two in Vietnam, and, and we're hoping it becomes number one. Uh, we talk about it all the time, and it's a repetitive conversation you hear in these interviews and in conversations everywhere. The infrastructure is so important to build the infrastructure here to continue the growth, whether it's for logistics or supply chain, supply chain or for uh, commuting. Uh, it, it's so important being able to develop it uh, for the trains and sub- subway and new uh, transportation for the public, uh, very important. So it's about 23%. Energy and utility construction is about 14%. Um, commercial is about 7.5%. And institutional is around 3 So that just gives you some numbers about where the money is being spent. Last year, there was 60 million square meters of housing completed. 5,800 of that was for low-income homes earners. That's great. you got to have the low-income housing. It's a massive issue with any city that has lots of growth. Uh, There's a lot of people that own homes in the areas you want to expand to. You have to be able to provide for them. You have to give them a place to go live and to be able to uh, 
uh, get to schools and access their work. So you can displace them if you pay them fairly and get them housing. The average housing area per person reached around 25 square meters. So family of four, 100 square meters is a really nice size home. Um, you can get you know three, four bedrooms in that. And there's a lot of advantages to all this growth. It uh, helps with the ec economic recovery, certainly. Uh, the government infrastructure investment in residential and in, in the roads, etc., is a huge advantage of this. More building permits being issued all the time. I think Vietnam ranks around 19 or 20 of the 190 countries in the world rank. Strong workforce, you're putting a lot of people to work, right? 65% of the workforce will be trained in, in construction this year um, through 2020. It's big, big, big. And you definitely have to watch out for things like frequent violations, right? issues with violations on construction laws or construction delays and certainly pollution um, pollution is a big one you got to make sure that you're using environmental friendly materials otherwise you get a big pollution issue and we all see what that's like there's about 120 construction firms in hanoi and ho chi minh um, that's about 19 percent of all the listed businesses on the public exchange. In addition to the foreign manufacturers, uh, big players are Petro Vietnam and Song Da, Vin Group, certainly, uh, Vietnam Construction, uh, Import and Export, Rentons, obviously, Kodakon, or Kotec, Hong Ha, Hong Bin, Novaland. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of them. And the future looks good. It's uh, expected to expand here between 2019 and uh, 2023 at a rate of about 7.8%, the value of about $85 billion in 2023, mostly due to investments in transport infrastructure, energy and utilities, and more affordable housing projects. That's what you wanna see happening. Vietnam requires investments of about 50 billion US dollars through 2023 to develop that transport infrastructure. It's a lot of money, but really it's not. Not for what you're seeing as a result here. It's well worth the money um, to build out that infrastructure. And of course the government's trying to build a million affordable houses. So going hand in hand with the growth, build the affordable housing, and you can really build a sustainable workforce, give more opportunity for training, uh, more opportunity for uh, the low income as well as the wealthy to, to build a future. And the end result is we all have more places to live and work, which is positive for everybody. So think about this, how can you help Vietnam to improve the construction industry? What can you do to um, make a difference? Which is always a theme that we talk about because it does take everybody. No one person has all the answers and some of the best ideas come out from out of nowhere, <laughs> honestly, as we all see. Well, there's your Monday morning thought with your Monday morning coffee. Thanks for listening to me. Uh, not a subject I have deep, deep knowledge on, but 
uh, one I think is important to share. So I hope you enjoyed it a bit, and I hope you have a fantastic week. Talk to you Friday. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many other podcast platforms so you never miss an episode. If you want to support what we do, then share and leave a comment. You can always find us on our website at thevietnamgroup.com forward slash The Lotus, as well as our Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and just about everywhere in the world. Just search for The Vietnam Group. We post updates daily and feature The Lotus blog and podcasts. Until next time, The Lotus Talks. See you soon.